Hello and welcome to In Conversation with the Lance de Chavi podcast. I am Deputy Editor Adrian Gonzalez, and for our November edition, I am lucky to be joined by Lulu Nair from Stellenbosch University in South Africa, Connie Silum from the Department of Global Health, Medicine and, Epi and Epidemiology at the University of Washington in the United States, and Kenneth Gure from the School of Public Health at the Yomo Kenyatta University in Kenya. And they are going to be talking to us about the latest publication in the Lancet HIV on adherence, safety, and very importantly, choice of two different PrEP regimes, oral PrEP and the Dapivirin Vagilar Ring, among adolescent girls and young women in South Africa, Uganda, and Zimbabwe. But before we get to them, I would like to draw your attention to a couple of other pieces in this month's issue that has a very central focus on HIV prevention. We have three of the research articles. One assessing the efficacy and safety of long-acting cabotegravir compared with daily oral PrEP during the first year of uh, open-label follow-up uh, HPTN83 trial, and two implementation manuscripts, one describing the impact of implementation strategies on PrEP persistence among female sex workers in South Africa, and the other one showing the results of the implementation of the impact trial on pre-exposure prophylaxis in England. We also have a review article on post-exposure prophylaxis and a position paper talking about how global HIV prevention can benefit from program science to optimize effective impact and coverage. And now we go to Connie, Niguri, and Lulu. Hi, welcome to the three of you. Thank you so much for inviting us. We're happy to be here. Hi, everyone. We are happy to be here. Hi, Adrian. It's a pleasure to be here. It is our pleasure to have you here. And thank you very much for joining us today to talk about your paper that has been published in the December issue of The Lancet HIV. Um, to start, and as your study focuses on HIV prevention in adolescent girls and young women in South Africa, Uganda, Zimbabwe, uh, maybe Connie could give us uh, some background on the importance of this specific key population in Africa. It's uh, become clear that we're, we still have issues in terms of the high proportion of new HIV infections, which is about 60% um, of the global new infections in the world are uh, happening in adolescents and young women, most of whom uh, live in Africa. I think that it's important to recognize the factors that increase the likelihood of getting um, HIV, um, such as social structural factors. There's very limited employment and economic opportunities. And there are also power dynamics and sexual relationships, which makes it hard for young women to negotiate condoms. So African adolescent girls and young women are uh, also at higher risk because they're male partners are less likely to know that they have HIV and be on treatment and achieve undetectable viral load than, than women. So due to these factors, young women in Africa need HIV prevention strategies that are under their control. HIV pre-exposure prophylaxis, also called PrEP, um, has been shown to be highly effective in uh, oral dosing um, tenofovirum tricytamine, when it's taken with high but not perfect adherence. But we've also learned that taking a pill daily has been more challenging for young populations, including African young women. So there's been a focus on finding safe and effective longer-acting PrEP options that don't require people to remember to take a pill daily. And you focus on two PrEP options, the Dapirin ring and oral PrEP. May I ask Lulu what it is and what can you tell us about the, the Pivirin ring? 
Um, thank you for the question, Adrian. Uh, so the depurvarine ring is a flexible ring inserted into the vagina, and it provides controlled release of a drug over a month. The, the drug is uh, depurvarine is an antiretroviral agent which belongs to the class of non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors, which have successfully been used to treat HIV infection for decades. The ring has 25 milligrams of depurvarine dispersed throughout its matrix and inhibits HIV locally in the tissues of the female lower genital tract with low systemic exposure. Now maybe Nigure can tell us a bit uh, about this, about your study. Uh, the title of your article starts with what your study addresses regarding PrEP, that being adherence, safety and choice. Uh, people might mostly be familiar with the importance of safety and adherence to a medication, but why is the choice of product so important? Uh, the REACH or MTL034 was an open-label crossover trial with two six-month randomized period of ring or oral PrEP followed by product choice among HIV-negative, non-pregnant African adolescent girls and young women aged 16 to 21 years from Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, and Cape Town, also in South Africa. And then we had uh, women from Kampara, Uganda, and Harare in Zimbabwe. In this landmark study, adolescent girls and young women achieved higher adherence to oral PrEP and the ring than has been previously reported and both products displayed favorable safety profiles consistent with safety and reliability findings from prior placebo-controlled efficacy trials. Participants made informed choices about HIV prevention after six months of use of oral PrEP and depurvarine vaginal ring. Notably, sexual activity and high adherence to oral PrEP during the randomized period were associated with choice of product in the product choice period, with two-thirds of the adolescent girls and young women choosing the ring in the final product choice period. Importantly, young women's adherence to their preferred HIV prevention product and persistence remained high during the choice period following the randomized period, supporting the concept of providing women with choice of PrEP formulation which in this study was informed by their prior use of both oral PrEP and the ring. Thank you. The fact that two-thirds of participants chose the tapirinol ring, is, it, is, it is very interesting. What do you think influenced the participants' decision in favor that of the use of the vaginal ring, Lulu? Um, previous studies have shown that stigma and daily pill-taking can be a challenge for adolescent and young PrEP users. Stigma is associated with the perception that daily pill-taking indicates HIV infection. The depurvarine ring provides a, dis a discrete long-acting option for HIV prevention in comparison to daily pills. The ring is easy to use. It can be inserted and removed without the assistance of a healthcare provider. There are also fewer challenges associated with storage of the ring, and once inserted, requires little effort. In previous studies, participants have reported not feeling the ring once it was inserted and that neither they nor their partners felt the ring during sex. And Gure, uh, how do you think the rollout of cabotegravir long-acting injectable for pre prophylaxis will influence young women's choice of PrEP? As an introduction, I want to say that cabotegravir long-acting injectable for PrEP, also known as CABLA, is an intramuscular injectable 
with the two first injections being administered four weeks apart, followed thereafter by an injection every eight weeks. Kabele has been shown to be safe and highly effective in two randomized controlled trials, that is HPTN-083 and HPTN-084, which found that use of Kabele resulted in a 79% relative reduction in HIV risk compared with oral prep, where adherence to taking daily oral medication was often a challenge. Now, coming to your specific question, the rollout of Kabele will add an additional tool to the HIV prevention biomedical toolbox that currently only includes oral prep and the dapivirine vagina ring. For young women who are not able to effectively use oral prep or the ring, Kabele could be an option. Kabele could be an option for young women who would like to switch between methods to align with their changing life circumstances. And this will mirror what we have seen in the field of contraception, where providing multiple options of pregnancy prevention increases choice, which is critical to meeting users' need and needs to increased coverage. And I have a, a last question. Uh, this one is for, for Connie. It's a bit of a long one, probably. Uh, the dapivirine ring seems to be a, a promising tool for, for HIV prevention, for sure. But uh, can you tell us what is the situation of the global rollout of the vaginal ring? Uh, how do you see the translation of your findings into real-world prevention programs for adolescent girls and young women? And what are the challenges uh, should, that should be addressed when implementing such programs? Thanks, Adrian. Well, the efficacy trials of the dapivirine ring showed about 30% efficacy compared to placebo rings, um, and then a higher efficacy, about 50%, in a subgroup analysis of uh, women who use the rings more consistently. In those trials, uh, adolescent girls and young women had lower adherence and uh, lower efficacy. So the situation we're in is that the WHO has given a favorable opinion about the dapivirine ring, and a number of countries have approved it, including Kenya, Rwanda, South Africa, Uganda, and Zimbabwe. The ring has not been approved by the U.S. FDA for use in the U.S., and that likely delayed or um, impeded approvals in, in some countries. However, recently there's been some data released from a study uh, in Zimbabwe which showed high acceptability and effectiveness of the dapivirine ring. So there is a population of women who can use it and use it effectively. And I think what we've learned from each study and other studies is that the most important aspect of PrEP for all populations, including adolescent girls and young women, is finding an option that people can and will use consistently. So it's not just efficacy, it's um, product preferences and actual use that really impact coverage and, uh, and effectiveness. So I think we're at the stage where we will learn more about what women's preferences and choices are through programs that are underway that offer adolescent girls and young women a choice of PrEP options. Currently, it's oral PrEP in the ring, and as product becomes more available, CAB-LA injections. But we also need to learn about how to deliver and offer PrEP with other reproductive health services including STI testing and treatment because the populations that have enrolled in PrEP trials have very high rates of undiagnosed STIs. 
as well as contraceptive choice and HPV vaccine, among other things. So we're at a stage where we're, we have more products. Now we need to learn how to offer choice, how to support choice, and how to deliver them in an integrated fashion. Thank you, Connie. That's very, that's very informative. I, I, I very much appreciate that. And if you find that interesting and you want to know more about the vaginal ring and other HIV prevention options, you might also like to read the, this month's editorial that focuses, of course, on HIV prevention in our August 2023 editorial on accessibility gaps in HIV prevention. Also, you may read the comments published in this December issue uh, on long-acting injectable cabotegravir and the importance of choice of product. You may also want to check two viewpoint articles, one published in our October edition 2023 that discusses uh, the importance of considering the values and desired experiences of potential PrEP users to achieve effective uptake and equity, and the other one published in our April edition 2023, defining the principles of a choice-based approach to HIV prevention. More focus on the appearing vaginal ring, you may also find interesting two clinical trials called Hope and Dream, both published in our February 2021 issue, describing safety, uptake, adherence, and use of the vaginal ring. And that is all for the December issue. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so that you may join us whenever you continue the conversation. Thank you.